This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. Bright, a memoir. The Mirror. You don't need white people's approval to be happy, the mirror said. But if you want anything from their world, they have to like you. One. Bright is an American slang term for light-skinned people of black and white ancestry. It's not a compliment. From an early age, I understood how bright applies to me, to my skin, to the face I show the world. I'm fair for a black girl, powdery pale, especially in winter. It's hard to love bright, the sly, knowing way its lone syllable sidles up. Bright gets too close too soon, thinking it knows all about me. To be frank, there's a mean smile in the word. Light, bright, and damn near white goes the rhyme. Fuck those light brights goes another. As soon as I enter the classroom... As soon as I put my books on the lectern, as soon as I begin speaking, those who don't like Bright don't like me, and I can feel it. So what? 2. I was born in 1979 in Baltimore City to a black mother and Italian-American father. As Catholics, my mother having converted before my birth, they sent my sister and me to parochial schools. At Immaculate Conception School in Baltimore, I turned the pages of a picture book about ladybugs beneath a bower of white gold honeysuckle. Some of the older girls taught me how to draw a single drop of nectar from the stem's fine filament and place it on my tongue. Part of my brightness begins this way. 3. In the mid-1980s, we moved to Shrewsbury, Pennsylvania, then a small, nearly all-white town just north of the Maryland line. My parents built our house in a development carved from seemingly endless farmland. Instead of a garage, they added an extra family room to our three-bedroom ranch house with its gray aluminum siding and burgundy shutters. It was to be a house for sleepovers and summer barbecues, for holiday parties lasting far past bedtime. For months after we moved in, the house smelled like plaster, paint, the sharpness of fresh earth. My parents loved Southern Pennsylvania its clear air, its country charm. It must have felt to them like an escape from the city. On weekends, they bought Amish potato rolls from the farmer's market and took us to nearby Dutch Wonderland, an amusement park composed entirely of kiddie rides. What I remember, how the house spread horizontally across our quarter acre, while everything in Baltimore had been stacked high and close. Most of our neighbors in Shrewsbury were Catholic, we saw no other black or interracial families. Our brightness was new here. 4. Here's how the plan for our family worked. Each weekday morning, my parents got into the family car and commuted an hour from Shrewsbury back down to Baltimore to teach in the city schools. My sister and I, in matching plaid uniforms, our braids tight on either side of our heads, took the bus in the opposite direction to a small Catholic school where we were two of the only black students in the building. On the bus, we often held hands, even across the aisle, only unclasping when another kid boarded. 
From the bus windows, I would watch the dawn mist, its huge angelic presence, rising from rural fields of green and manure black. The barns we passed along the road were decorated with the stylized goldfinches, rosettes, and pineapples of the Pennsylvania Dutch. What it meant. Abundance. Welcome. Good luck. Five. When I first heard the name Pennsylvania, I imagined we were moving to a house made of pencils. We ended up in a suburb just emerging from rural landscape. Our street had no sidewalks, no parks or green space, only concrete gutters leading to storm drains, each one stained orange with clay. Neighbor to neighbor in this suburb, we glimpsed each other mostly through car windows on our silent collective way to elsewhere, groceries, church, the mall. On summer nights, I would discern the promise of rain, as if it were a feeling inside my body. Secretly, I would open my bedroom window, touching my tongue to the metal screen. Crabgrass and vetch spread over the backyard like fists clenching and opening. When he visited the ranch house that first year, my Italian grandfather spent hours breaking up the stubborn clumps of reddish soil, heaving a pick over his head and bringing it down for marigold beds. Only reluctantly did the earth accept what we planted. 